I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Um, all right, so we're talking about um, the macroeconomics. This is a small group, so I'm curious to hear from hear from any of you. You know, is is the the last few months the market, the interest rates, are these things affecting your business? Have you seen an effect, or is it just kind of like hypothetical? I'm curious. Anybody can speak up or put in the chat. I it think the my- employment market um, is tied into that, and and that we see a big hit. As if, uh, as in, it's harder to employ people, or what? What do yes. you mean? How to yeah. employ people? The price point went off. The, comp- the competing on the same type of people within same region industries. And I think it's it's connected to that as well. All right. So competing for talent, harder to employ. What other issues are you all seeing? In the Bay Area in California, up in the you know, the San Francisco Bay Area, it's all about finding good workers at an affordable price. Because not only are you competing against fewer workers, but you compete against the high tech firms that overpay everybody. So for small businesses in this environment, it is very, very brutal. Hmm. Yeah. I okay, feel like too, we've been, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like too, we've been in this game long enough that it's starting to affect businesses wanting to reinvest because they're investing so much in their employees that they're having a harder time investing in their processes. Um I think it's just kind of with the uncertainty of the economy, they're start, that's, we're starting to feel the beginnings of that where we haven't even earlier in, in the uh, pandemic. But I think that's starting now where people are more unsure about the economy. Yeah. Okay. What else? I personally um, work with a lot of business owners and help them get workers. So it's not an issue for, for our clients because we manage their hiring ads and get them, get them workers like crazy. Where we're seeing the issue, like one company, we got them like 77 workers within four months. Like we get them workers like like crazy. Where I'm seeing the struggle for us is that they're they're getting back into the field too much and they're kind of bottlenecking their own business. And, and so it's kind of getting them out and kind of identifying some more processes and stuff that need to be in place. Um, I think with everything taken online, it's just something that we're seeing a lot with of like internal issues that they need to work on themselves to help them grow as a business owner. You're seeing the owners being bottlenecks because they're diving back in. Correct. That's what we're seeing a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else? Well, for everyone that was struggling with hiring, I mean, connect with Crystal. That sounds like a perfect match. She can help fill all your roles. So that one's done, right? No, we'll still speak to it. Sorry. Uh, Drew, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, outside of like the, econ- the economy stuff, this like whole move to remote. And if there's going to be like lots of layoffs and there's going to be this like, again, like a bigger shift into like hiring remote. And I see a lot like in the sales field of um, not hiring full-time salespeople, but contract salespeople and VAs and EAs to kind of execute certain kind of small pieces of the process for, for founders. So this, this idea of like um, building your early stage team and not bringing them in house, 
um, is just going to be like reinforced with like this whole remote first world. And I would say that with you. And I've been working with virtual assistants for about a year and a half now, and we're starting to put more and more of them into sales roles um, because just the lack of employees and the employees locally who want so much more financially than what a business can hire a virtual assistant. And we're getting some great candidates in from other areas that are highly educated and can fill those roles. So I completely agree with you on that. I would say a trade, the trade skills are having a harder time because my large construction company in California cannot get the right people they need for their construction. So they're having to stop bidding on some jobs because they don't have the workers to fulfill it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> let's, let's try to dig into this. So I guess the, the, the first thing I would say is anytime there is a large macroeconomic or societal kind of issue going on, um, there is a tendency for a lot of businesses to have this like gut instinct of fear and uncertainty and scarcity and wanting to just cut back and pause and let the dust settle. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you're seeing that from the companies that you're working with, or if you're even feeling that personally about, about your business, there's a lot going on. And so, you know, we've, we've, you know, same thing with, with Trainual, even over the last couple of months, we've just had to take inventory of what's changed. You know, what, what are we seeing in our analytics and our numbers that's different from what we were seeing in December, January, February, what's different in, in April and May. And so I would try to press your customers to actually quantify what's different in their business so that it's not so emotional. Because when they're listening to a lot of the news and a lot of the, the you know, the, um, the just the information we're hearing about the market, it can feel fear inducing. And I think the best place to go from there is to get very practical and say, well, what's changed in your business? What are what actual new problems exist in your business and be kind of their their advisor on a, a concrete list of issues that, that, that are new, that have newly surfaced in the business that weren't there in the past. So that's how I would approach just the general emotional reaction to this. In terms of hiring people, um, I think, uh, I forget who said this, but uh, this, Drew, this may have, may have been you, but um, I think there will be a big move to hiring contractors, hiring temp resources, hiring VAs. And I think for all of you that are, are running a business in which you are a, a service provider or a contractor, it's actually a really good thing because you'll have businesses, prospects, customers that are struggling in their business, and they'll be looking to you for how can they supplement some of what they need to figure out in their company uh, in a less expensive way than hiring more employees and having benefits and fully loaded expenses and all of that in-house. And so I think that that's actually a good thing for, for your businesses and for any of you that are helping your customers on this, this area, on how they, they staff, um, I would look towards vendors and look towards contractors because in a market like this, where there's a lot of contraction and scarcity, you can get better deals on services and better terms from vendors than you could otherwise get. 
And so that could be a superpower for you to help your customers or even for your own businesses to be able to find those, those contract resources. Um, full-time employees are, are, I'm seeing this, this taper off. So I put a post out on LinkedIn a couple months ago uh, about my feeling that the great resignation was kind of coming to that, that moment where we start to go in the other direction. And if some of you are, are totally disagree with me, I want to like, let's discuss it. Cause I want to hear what you're thinking, but at least from trainual, when, when we're having, you know, we, we hire a lot, we do a lot of interviews We have thousands of applicants. And so we see the numbers of people applying for jobs, people switching jobs after how many months they've been with a, another job. Um, and we have a lot of these conversations. And what I'm seeing is that if people were going to make a switch, if they were in a role that they didn't like with a company they didn't like, by and large, I think those people have changed companies that over the last two years of a super healthy economy, they've had a lot of opportunity and a lot of chance to jump at something different. And so I'm feeling, at least internally, like we have the strongest team we've had in the last couple of years or the, the team I'm most confident about um, because I don't think there's as many people trying to switch jobs. And so hopefully that's a leading indicator for some of you that are still seeing it difficult, difficult to hire. Um, it may be that because everyone just changed jobs recently or because they just got salary increases or whatever they got, it feels harder to recruit people away because the, the, everything just kind of settled and now people have new opportunities. But there are always people looking for good opportunities. And so it's, it's really just a, a matter of showcasing, for, whether it's for you or for your, your uh, clients, showcasing why is this job so good? Why is this desirable? And I think it's a healthy pressure to put on ourselves to figure out how we market those jobs in a way that candidates want them. In the same way we have to market our products so that our prospects want them, we have to market the jobs and the opportunities in our business so that people want them, so they're desirable. Um, <laughs> I think right now, I heard, uh, I heard a couple of you saying just the... Um, you know, the, the, the prices uh, for talent are skyrocketing. If, if that's the case, uh, you know, we, we did a big market analysis of, you know, similar size companies from us uh, earlier this spring. And we purchased this report. It was a few thousand dollars to see like where salaries were and make sure that we were, we were uh, doing a good job. And once we understood what the actual salaries that we had to pay were, then we started to look at the rest of the business to figure out what do we need to update in our own cost structure, our own expenses, our own pricing in order to accommodate this thing that we can't do anything about, which is market salaries. And so if you're noticing that with any of your clients, or if you're feeling that pressure, that salaries are out of control, just remember that's only one little variable in the whole model of your business. And so you may need to take a step back and say, well, how do I need to correct pricing or change my pipeline or change my terms of how I collect from customers in order to make these salaries not so big of a, a pain point. Because the the reality is like they're not they're not changing. You know, the 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 costs of things are what they are. The cost of talent, the cost of supplies, 
Um, a, a lot of your a lot of suppliers over the years have have had to raise their price. And if our cost structure changed, but our revenue structure didn't, then we're in a really bad position, right? And so some of us has to have to make those difficult decisions to adjust the revenue structures in our business. And so that could be an opportunity for you or something to work on with your clients if that's an area that you focus on. Um, <clears throat> let me see, what else? Uh, any, any thoughts from what I just kind of rambled on about there? I can chime in for a second, and this is probably a very nerdy comment, but uh, I actually previously has a background in kind of uh, financials, investments. I was a portfolio manager, so I uh, apologize for how nerdy this comment is going to be. Uh, but when I think about this, of the entire macroeconomic environment, I think back to some of my like, portfolio manager day, and there's this concept of systemic versus unsystematic risk. And systemic risk is risk that is tied to a specific company or to the industry, or sorry, the, I misspoke. Systemic risk is tied to the broader market, whereas unsystematic risk is tied to a specific company or industry. And you can't necessarily control the systemic risk. We can't control the entire oil crisis and maybe some of the supply chain issues that are going on in the world. But when you think about the unsystematic risk, you can consider, hey, is there an opportunity to actually lower that risk from my company standpoint? And when you think about how to do that, well, if you can have all of those processes and standard operating procedures and all of those proper systems in place that potentially actually lowers your overall financial risk of managing your business forward because not to trivialize the overall value of people in your business are incredibly important. They're the reason that the entire system actually works, but it, you can actually remove some of the people factor when you do have all of those clearly defined processes and systems in place and can ultimately get brand new fresh hires into the system that'll actually spit out and actually get them up to speed and actually develop them into high performers. So I try to almost use some of those, the issues that are going on in the markets to almost see if there's any opportunities to actually alleviate and reduce that overall risk. And I think that you can do that through processes and systems. So I try to kind of almost spin it in my favor. I don't know if that made any sense because it's probably super yeah, dirty. No, I I think, no, I think that's an important comment. And, you know, uh, Brad, Crystal, I'll get to you in a second. I, as someone made a comment about right now we're investing so much in employees, it may be hard to feel like we're investing in process and in structure of the business. And I totally get that, but I think we, you need to think of the process investments that you make as supercharging employees or making employees more efficient, more profitable, having more bandwidth. And that is cr more crucial now than ever. Um, I also think, you know, when, when there's a fire burning in someone's business, uh, of course you, it, it's, it's hard to, to invest in the things that you see as important, but not urgent. You know, I, I if you imagine like, a uh, being in a room and you're doing something not urgent, like knitting, I don't know, you're knitting a sweater or something, right. And you're in the room and all of a sudden you realize that there's a fire in the room, you're going to run and try to put out that fire. But if your room was entirely insulated from the fire and you weren't afraid of that fire, you would be knitting, right? And so when there's fires in the business, we need to 
to figure out what structure we need to put in that business to fix that thing, to give people the freedom to then work on the important stuff. And so, um, so if, if your, your clients or you are feeling that, that fire, that urgent pressure, write it down, understand what that area in the business is, and then block and tackle, fix that, free up the space for the, uh, for the important things. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.